now tuned in Two from Houston with love Where we give you a balanced perspective Of arts, culture, and what's going on Locally in the city of Houston Follow us on Instagram or Twitter At From Hue with Love Brought to you by R.I.K. Rappers I Know At IllMatterMedia.com Check, 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 one, two, one, two. This is your boy, D-Rose, a.k.a. Cashmere Dunn, a.k.a. Black Roses, a.k.a. Concord Fleming. And I'm in here with my brothers. Uh, this is episode two. It's episode two, right? Season three, episode Season two. Season three, episode three, three, two. Three. And it's a lot. It's a lot of brothers in here. Uh, Southside is reigning supreme right now. Me and As my always. boy, D-Ray. Me and my boy, D-Ray, are kind of outnumbered right now. That's yeah. all right, because we're going to hold it down. We're going to hold it down. And we got some special guests in here with us today. Uh, I'm going to swing it to my man, D. Randall, yeah, and let uh, him do his thing. D. Randall, a.k.a. Eric Trillmonger of the, <laughs> of the Ashe tribe. That was dope. You know, we out here. <laughs> that was real dope. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been working on that one for about three days. So <laughs> I appreciate it. That's nice. And also we got... D-Ray, the one cutting the warrior, the spirit chunkle plus. Him, that guy that like to slap in you on and say hi. What's up, man? Spirit Chuckle Plus, man. Spirit Chuckle Plus. Wow. That man just owned it. Just owned it himself. And uh, as Z Rose mentioned, we have a few special guests in the building. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, starting here. What's up? It's Big Money Mike, a.k.a. I don't have no a.k.a. <laughs> you so, used to have a lot yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to him, so I'll get him back one day. All right. <laughs> and next to him, we have. You got Andre King, Bobo the Black, oh. your uh, girl's <laughs> favorite grandfather, oh. and the one your lady's. Ah, the oh, oh, yeah. I lost that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna let that ride. Then. No, like, it was supposed to say no the one that your lady called Baba. Baba. Oh, Ooh, I like that. That's Daddy. In that boy tapping into player status you know? right now. Last but not least, we also have <laughs> this is Maverick, aka Tia's husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That man kept it completely safe. Yes, he did. He's like, I know I got to go home. <laughs> completely safe. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, when we, first of all, we're, we're going to be discussing Black Panther today. I hope Indeed. everyone that's listening to this realizes that, like, there's no other option for what's going down today. Period. And when it happened, uh, the first three and the only three people that I even thought of inviting were these three guys here. Because Andre and Mav both go way back in the in the comic book nerdum days. You know, we've been we've been fighting the struggle for <laughs> decades. <laughs> yes. And uh, and then Mike, of course, man. You know, I know Mike is going to keep it going to keep it real because he doesn't sip the Kool Aid like we do. No. So he's going to keep it. He's going to bring that balance that we need to it because we'll, we'll probably get too far into ourselves. He'll just he'll reel us back in. Every once in a while, so uh, these are the only three that I trusted to have this discussion today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, D Ray, you all right? You yeah, got man, that? I'm just waiting for this liquor to kick in. Like, got, hey, <laughs> D Ray got a special got a special vest on today. Yeah, man, uh, it was a uh, Black Panther vest. I'm missing the patches because uh, go to places to get embroidered, and they're like, "Oh, we don't do that here anymore." I'm like, "Who doesn't embroider patches?" It's all good, you know. I'm, I was gonna actually be a nigger and just tape it all the way to my vest. <laughs> Two sided tape. That's all you need. I was gonna try to mack on somebody. That bitch fall right at their feet. Like, yeah. That's for you. You take that. Take that. <laughs> that's for you. That's for you. That's so how I know you the one. Right. <laughs> like this pin, man. But yeah, welcome to um, to the to the epicenter of Black History Month, if we want to call it that. You know, maybe our our last Black History Month. 
if they wow. try to take it away from us. I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited. Man. Right, at least they bless it with a nice, dope-ass movie to be remembered by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're good at it. I mean, before we get into it, is there anything that anybody else wanted to discuss? Because after that, it's... Because it's, it's spoiler alert it's, time. It's, it's all Black Panther, man. Yeah. All, all BP. All, I got tunnel All vision. Black everything. That's all I can see. Hunger. All right. Well, before we get into Black Panther, we're going to take a, a quick break and, and uh, catch a word from our sponsors real quick. And then we'll be right back with From Houston. With love. Let's get it on. Are you tired of the bland food from the Blue Apron? Have your home-cooked meals been featured on Cooking for Bay? Need to add a little spice to your life, literally and figuratively? Check out What the Hell Is This Condiments? The spice delivery service that will leave you asking, What the hell is this? See, here's the fun part. Every week, a new set of spices is shipped to your door in unmarked containers. That's right. You won't know what the hell you're putting in your food. Isn't that exciting? Is it salt or sugar? Is it cayenne or cinnamon? Is it black pepper or cigarette ashes? Only one way to find out. Try out our new and exciting dishes that you never thought were imaginable. Sign up today using your Rush card or EBT card. It's that simple. At what the hell is this? Condiments. Welcome black, welcome black. We back from our break and we are about to get into the discussion. Uh, you've seen everyone, well, if, if you're, you know, uh, in the know, you've seen some videos of folk showing their ass going to the premiere of what we like to call this month's new um, movie of the decade, a movie of the generation, Black Panther. And we're about to talk about some things you might like, some things you don't like. So I'm going to let my man D. Randall go ahead and get into it. All right. Um, and just because I like overdoing everything, I actually have some stuff written down. That we're gonna that we're gonna go through. All right, we're gonna take it a piece at a time. It's a little it's a little to unpack, you know. Every once in a while, D Ray is gonna he's gonna interject something inappropriate, throw us off. Hopefully, he already got all his Lupita comments out the way. Maybe not. Uh, it's more brewing. Oh, it's still brewing. I'm here for those. All right. So, for those that don't know, um, Black Panther is a, is a fictional African character in Marvel Comics created by. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, first featured in Fantastic Four number 52 back in 1966 when the, uh, the Fantastic Four received a gift from this mysterious African king and they went to Africa to check it out and they found a nation that was infinitely more technologically advanced than their own and they were trying to figure out how to do it. So yes, um, Black Panther was created by a Jewish man in the 60s. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. And 50-something years later, we finally see this character brought to the big screen in his own feature film. Obviously, it was met with a lot of fanfare, a lot of excitement, a lot of anticipation. <laughs> so, my first question. For those of you that have actually read the comic and familiar with the comic, what is the, what is the comic, at least the comic book version of Black Panther, what has that always meant to you? Anybody? Let's start with let's start with Dre. Okay, the, the elder statesman here. <laughs> well, honestly, initially the Black Panther was a character I knew about, but wasn't really that attached to, because I felt like they had created like this mythic kingdom for this character to come from, instead of having like a Black American character who could have these same attributes. Right. But 
that's when I was sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know, a kid. But as I got older, I started to understand the importance of Wakanda in a broader ass sense, mm-hmm. you know, more so that it had more to do with, hey, there's this place that's unaffected by the rest of the things that Africa went through because it's hidden. And they also have more technology because they've had their best and brightest stay there and not be taken away. And um, so I started to, uh, I think it was around the time, I think when Christopher Priest was writing. Mm-hmm. In the 90s? In the 90s. Yeah. That's when I really started. I think it's, that's, that's when they introduced like Everett Ross and all yeah. that stuff. And sort of that that mythology that he created and shaped, I really appreciated more than some of the earlier stuff when it just kind of like, just kind of stuck him. Like, hey, here's the Black Panther. He's going to show up, do this, and he'll go away. Mm-hmm. But with that, they created more, they, they explained more of the mythos of the whole Panther God and his effects and interaction with the rest of the world. And then it got to the point where in, um, when they tried to recruit him for the Illuminati, mm-hmm. and he was the one that was like, nah, yeah, this, is right. not, I'm not rocking the show. this is not a good move. And it was the thing about it, at that point, he was the richest the smartest he had the spiritual aspect he was an outsider he was everything that all the other members of the Illuminati were individually and yeah. he was the one that was like nah we can't lie to our family and friends and we can't do this right so he was a moral compass let's let's be let's be clear about it also not only was he the richest uh richest character in the Marvel Universe he's the richest fictional character in comics in period. comics yeah so <laughs> he also beat Captain America Yes. In hand-to-hand combat, yes. Yes. which if you know anything about the comic books, it's like, that's a big deal, beating him in hand-to-hand combat. So with this character, I think over time, I think when they first started out, made, when they made him, uh, it, was a, it was a bold move for them to even create him mm. in the first place. Because they was like, they made him um, not a sidekick. They made him regal. Yeah. Everything in that in that uh, time period, in the 60s, um, that white people didn't want black people to be, they made him that way. They made him the smartest, the richest, and everything. But over time, um, because like Dre said, I wasn't really into the character growing up because I really didn't know much about him. And Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of comic books. You couldn't go to Walgreens and just buy a Black Panther comic book. They weren't around like that. But as I got older and I started going to comic book shops, Mm -hmm. you start seeing more... 90s, you know, in the 90s, start seeing more comic books, and then like in the early 2000s, they really start getting into adding more of um, realistic African aspects like the spirituality and you know him dealing with uh, colonialism and you know racism and all this different stuff. So they start pulling from like, it's, even though they kept it fictional, they start pulling from actual events and actual things, and even some of the architecture they start. Some of the buildings in Africa look like that, mm-hmm. which means you know they was trying to also educate people and tell and saying that hey, even though this is a fictional world, but in real life, all Africa is not just desert and people with flies in their face. Because I ain't gonna lie, I always thought Sally Struthers was in every fucking African continent with the little babies with the long <laughs> bellies, and it's like just for getting twenty six cents a day, you can feed everybody yeah. in this one TP in this mud hut. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, you know, her and uh, what's it, Sarah McLaughlin? I just really thought, yeah, that's all they did. But until yeah. I got older, because I met an Ethiopian girl, 
And she was hot. And I thought she was from Louisiana because she was yellow. And I'm like, damn, you from Ethiopia? Y'all had AC and running water? The most ignorant shit you can say to somebody from Africa. But she said, on the flip side of the spectrum, they think that about Americans. Like, they right. have this big propaganda. Like, we're lazy. We all. She told me, her dad said, every American dude that's black... They do crack in heroin. Yeah, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get into that later yeah. on in the discussion. But that's a good point that you bring up because part of part of the disconnect with the character for a lot of people, at least early on, was the fact that um, you know, like Dre said, we didn't really connect with him because he was kind of kept on the outside of everything, and they would occasionally visit him. Um, but when he did, he did some awesome shit. Oh yeah, exactly. always, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it was one of those things where you always wanted more of him. And then when we got to the the Reginald Hudlin uh, run, when he did Who Is Black Panther, which right. which came out yeah. about ten or so years ago, mm-hmm. that's kind of when it really started coming home because they focused on this nation. Think about if 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 America right now discovered that there was an African country in the middle of Africa that had never been conquered and is the richest place in the world. They get bombed. But what if you couldn't even do that? What if you? What if nothing that you did had any effect on them at all? Because they were always way ahead of you. What if they were the superior country, the, the superior society in the world, in the world's history? Because T'Challa is also a master strategist. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and you got to remember he's he's not the only Black Panther. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's like others before him. The ancestors. Right. Yeah. So that and that's my point. Like you. So that's that's when the story really started to resonate with a lot of us, and then that's when we really started saying, "I want to see more." And they had the cartoon that came out based on the book, right. which it was you know it was kind of real, it was kind of raw, and then the hype started building up. Then people, you know, once they started rolling out the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you start and we start seeing the characters that we like on the screen. Yep. Every once in a while, someone would mumble. What if we, you know, what happens if we, we get Black Panther up there? Mm-hmm. Nah, that ain't never gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. They well, see, there was a script that was, uh, I think John Singleton was attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was after, like, the buzz of the Wesley Snipe blade. They were looking into doing it. And yeah, because Wesley gonna, Snipes wanted to, uh, was supposed to do that. He's he gonna use his own money. Right. Yeah. I'm so and it was supposed to be like It was supposed to be set in, it wasn't so the exact good. story. It was supposed to be set in like <laughs> Oakland or somewhere in California. And yeah. It was supposed to be T'Chaka was supposed to have been like exiled or whatever. And he'd raised his son T'Challa in America and he was gonna have to return back. Mm-hmm. See, you see what it still wouldn't work. Yeah. You see what it wouldn't work because how the hell they gonna be the king of Africa? You don't know shit about your country, like yo. Uh, you in Oakland, be? I think that they kind of <laughs> gave a nod to that in the movie a little with, bit. With, yeah, uh, kill I mean, It's just the fact that Wesley Snipes was gonna put up his own money. It was pretty amazing. But then the yeah. government was like, "Nigga, you owe us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Bill Cosby was gonna buy NBC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how anything traumatic happens, everybody bring it up. Hey, hey man, you know the Challenger blew up. That's because Bill Cosby about to buy NBC. <laughs> now, uh, Kim Trails. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so a few years ago, it was announced that uh, Black Panther was going to appear in in uh, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, and eyebrows went up immediately. Uh, who's going to play him? Who's going to play him? Um, James Brown. You know, I, I thought uh, at first I thought Jomon Huns. That's that's my first. I'm a stud. I thought he was. But well, why though? You're not the first person to say that. Because he's African and I'm close-minded. But he won't free. <laughs> he can't even speak full English sentences and stuff. But so. but, but, but another the, thing though, he's very regal though. He yeah, has a, he is, a regalness about him. He had the, so a seal. He had the 
act, but still not an act. He's not <laughs> who would you, who would you actor. have chosen? I well, it's several people, yeah. but the first person I would have chose like Don Cheadle. Don I thought Cheadle. he would a better Black Panther than nah. nah. he black as hell. Nah, nah. Well, like the problem. Well, see, the thing was, so many people had been introduced in the Marvel because even Diamond Huntsu was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You know, That's and right. Don yeah. Cheadle yeah, was yeah, playing yeah. War Machine already, so they mm-hmm. have to pull somebody else. And I, I wouldn't have seen. What happened to Bo Keen Woodbine? He could have played him. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So you trying to tell you, me that can't be a Thor? You reach it. Bo Keen can't even play Bo Keen yeah. Woodbine. Damn. 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 I think Strap fixed him up. Wow. Got guns, son. <laughs> uh, yeah, Strap fixed him up. He was pretty good in the he remake of Minority strap. Report. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously, obviously, Civil War came out. Um, yeah. oh. You know, I think all of us saw it. You saw it too, what, Mike. What did you think of uh, the, so, the Black Panther character in Civil War? I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great introduction. It was in. It's kind of what I expected because of, he's a black, you know, comic book hero. So they were going to give us glimpses here and there. I didn't think they was going to let him like have a forefront just yet. Yeah. So. But you you like you like what they did with him in the movie. Yeah, it was, cool. it was cool. I will say this: everybody's African accent was on point compared to like Will Smith's and anybody else that tried to do. Everybody sounded like they was walking on hot coals, but it was not effective. We didn't love that. It was so authentic. Tell me the truth. <laughs> on the cool, like on the cool, me and my wife was talking like that all the way up into the movie. Oh, we were like. Tell the kids to wash the dishes. We were doing the same thing. <laughs> you, must, you must bathe your skin in order to smell fresh. Don't you, don't you know what the mortgages do? Tomorrow. We was doing that all week. Well, see, so I, I, was, I was impressed when he was introduced in Civil War and the accent they used because usually the default is a British accent. Right, right. exactly. Right. So Idris. I was really, really excited for them to have like an actual accent that was not European. And they actually and, and when you understand the the level of detail that they applied to it, and they actually searched for an accent that might yes that yes. might apply to that, that region. region. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's you know, you, you just can't you can't make that. Now I saw the one person in that movie I didn't think was believable. In which accent? Uh Black Civil Panther. War? No, we talking about Civil War. Oh, still. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hold it till we get there. Right. But um I if when I heard that they was using Chadwick Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, "You oh, like Yeah, is he gonna play yeah. everybody? Well, I'm gonna be honest. I, I felt that way because it's the way that I felt when they when they announced Chris Ev- Chris Evans as Captain America. I was like, "How? Me yeah. too." Yes. When, when they yeah. did yes. Chris Hemsworth as yes. Thor, I was like, "Why?" Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. And when they they said Chadwick, and the last thing I saw him in was James Brown, I was like, "Come on, y'all!" Yeah. Come on, Jackie Robinson, James Brown. I I got faith in y'all, but oh, well, just to man. show you what the caliber of actor he yeah, is, he, like he literally bodies these people that he, 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 he he's presenting this to the audience with. Like he he gets into the role, like he literally is believable. Like it's not like Will Smith playing another movie. It's like nigga, you still Will Smith in this movie. Will Smith is still Will Smith, no matter what he does. Yeah. <laughs> but see, Dre told me about a movie that came on Netflix. With him, oh, the one message from the king, message from the king. Oh my god! So I watched that. That was a dope and, uh, message from the king. After watching that, I was like, okay, I can. Because he, play, he plays a guy from uh, it. was it like South Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he comes to America to find his missing sister hmm. and her son. Yeah, and it's 
and it's it was a good believable. movie, man. It's some heavy. Chadwick, yeah, Chadwick, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Yeah. Message movie. from the King. Message from believe, the King. It's believable. It's very I believable. I thought, like, yeah. I thought it was like the prequel to Black Panther. Like it's a like, dirty, it's, it's a dirty, it's, gritty. Like it's a heavy, a heavy lifting acting movie. Like it's not. Yeah. He has, that's when you really get to yeah. see his chops. Yeah. yeah. Well, can I ask a quick question? Okay, so one of the things that I do feel like is a drawback from him is that he's small. You know, yeah. when you see him, he's small. So, as far as from from a uh, comic book standpoint. Was Black Panther like a small character? You go ahead. He's supposed to be. Okay. It's just okay. like, so, for instance, like a lot of comic book people, when you saw Daredevil, when you saw um, Ben Affleck, it was wrong. Right. He's not supposed to be that big mm-hmm. and square. He's supposed to be more agile, kind of like, I mean, just to be honest, like a, you know, uh, a person that would do ballet. He's very light on his feet. You mm. know what I'm saying? He's not supposed to be this big guy. So I, I think that he's perfect for that side. Now, Eric Killmonger, though. Yeah. He was big in the comics. Yeah, I mean. But he was like yeah, Goliath. But, <laughs> but you, can't, you can't really get that big on the screen without, yeah, it without some silly. type of graphics to it. Yeah. But yeah, to, to Maverick's point, um, you know, if you think about the agility of a cat, in, mm-hmm. in the books he has that type of agility, so he has to be light on his feet. So he was never the most diesel person out there, but he was always quick and agile. Right. Okay. So, that, so, and when they have him in the suit, I think he looks right in the suit. Pause. Me too. And like he was one of the breakout <laughs> characters of Civil War. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You know, he, uh-huh. you know, because it was a lot going on. Spider Man, your Ant Man, right? You know, he's. And, but when he came on the screen, he like he he, 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 well, he owned it. it. Yeah, he owned you it. You know, it's that scene where he was the running. Suit, when they they run, Captain they America was running next to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Took and he like don't. looked next to him. He like looked at him like, nigga, I do this. Yeah. All right. So after that, obviously, it was announced. It was solidified that he would have his own feature film. Right. All right. How did we feel about that when it was announced? Stoke. Wait. Shaking your head? I thought it was going to be the whack one. I thought it was going to be the corny. And what, what, what made you think that? Like, what do they you? always drop the ball on black people? Or There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then for him to have, um, for him to be a black character, for him to be the Black Panther, and at that point we're still kind of introducing him. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think they were going to really put him out there the way that they did. Mm-hmm. I feel like they actually exceeded it by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. but I didn't think they were going to really put him in the forefront because it's still as far as I'm concerned Iron Man Thor Captain America yeah I understood so. and, and one of the things that we always have to remember about Marvel is that they have all their plans laid out like 10 years in advance mm. so by the time they announced it they already knew what they were going to do with the character yeah. uh, what, what, what were some other reactions that we had well I was worried until I found out who was directing that's that's another good point because I was like I don't yeah. know what direction they're gonna go, where's it gonna be set, is it gonna be another like fish out of water? We got him in America doing things, and I was like, what's gonna be? And then when they said, hey, it's mostly gonna be set in Wakanda, and your homeboy's directing it, I was like, all right, yo, we're gonna talk about Coogler a little bit later. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm good. good, but I was like, they got a real yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, man, and and his the, the two films that I saw of his were Fruitvale Station and Creed. Which was, I was like, right. oh, they right. gonna let him do it? And I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna it, cry in the Black Panther. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's real. I thought I thought that um, I'm I, th- I thought that uh when I when I first saw the uh, the preview for it, I, I thought it was actually gonna be be pretty dope because he's already a, a great actor already, and it, it to me it showed from the characters he had played leading up to to Black Panther in the Civil War. You know what I'm saying, and then just just from um just from how they brought him in into the Civil War, just showing like the background story, you know, like his pops 
getting killed and he wanted to avenge the, the death of his pops and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that 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 drew me in because, like, I didn't get into Black Panther until I got older. Okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I had to go back and do my research and, you know, and and and, and catch up, you know what I mean? But um, just after, after seeing that in, him in the Civil War and seeing kind of like how they implemented his character into, you know, bringing him out. And then Chadwick being a, to, in my in my opinion, a, a great actor already. Actor, yeah. yeah, I I thought that uh, I thought this was would be a good a good um, coming out for him. Pause for him to uh, you know do his thing. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I thought it was a, a good thing. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I I did think they were gonna do a good job. I didn't think they were gonna do this. Yeah, yeah I didn't right. think it was gonna yeah, be. To me, it exceeded my expectations. But I the reason why I thought they were gonna do a good job because. If you go back and look at it, Iron Man was not, he's a third tier character. Yep. Yep. Uh, Thor is a third tier character to, to the masses. Right. Right. Uh, Spider Man, not, he's a he's a household name. Well, the only people that most you know people knew was Spider Man and the X Men. That's, that's anyway. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And even some of the X Men, they didn't even know. Spider Man you know, and the they Hulk. Knew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah. knew Wolverine or right. whoever, but they didn't yeah. know, like, and so I thought, like, Marvel did a really good job on taking, like, these characters. It seems to me, when they take the third tier characters, they put a lot more into it. Mm-hmm. Like with Ant Man, mm-hmm. like really, Ant-Man. because they because they have to earn it. They yeah, have to they earn it, so yeah. they have to like. We, right. We're not just going to assume that y'all know what's going on. We're going to give you the backstory. Yeah. We're going to make it compelling and give you a reason. And Marvel, mm-hmm. their their projection of like around when Black Panther was announced, at that time, Marvel had been doing so much dope shit. Not not just with the movies, but like with the comic books, mm-hmm. Netflix. You saw them moving in a direction. It's like they not gonna mess up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, at least I hope. Well, still, I hope. like, like the, the, yeah. Thor, the the first Thor and the second Thor, they're only misses for me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. like those. No, I, didn't yeah. like Actually, I, I didn't like the first Captain America. Actually, I, oh. I, I I I I didn't like the first Thor, but I thought the second Thor was pretty decent. It wasn't. Like the third one, but it mean, was it was better than, it was better than the, the first, first one. one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what, what? How did you feel about the the announcement of the the movie? I was happy. I was just wanted to see. I didn't want to see people like Michael Blackson and shit in it, or somebody somebody really don't need to be in it. Like you bring your broadcast to a thunder. Zamunda. You know, and and they brought fun to it, like. I knew it was going to be kind of sort of serious, you know, because, you know, it's Africa. You know, and black people get tired of being taken for a joke. So we kind of had, like, some serious moments, but then they had the little funny elements. I mean, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. And yeah. I went in there unbiased. I only watched one trailer because I'm like, I'm not going to be That's right. part of all That's this how you do it. Mm-hmm. Shit. I watched one trailer and I'm like, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And I'm not going to download it. Even though I've seen it already, I'm not going to download it. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to let it live in the movie theaters for about a good two more months. And then I'm going to have that bitch at home. Let the fire stick breathe. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reporting you if you're bootlegging it. Now, uh, just, just, before, just, before we started, uh, just before we started the podcast just now, we were, we were kind of talking about uh, Thor Ragnarok. I think that, that was a movie that a lot of us generally kind of like. And there were a lot of aspects to that movie that I think on the surface people didn't realize um, reflected some of the values of people of color, like a lot of the Polynesian culture, uh, obviously the directors of Aborigine descent. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of sensibilities in that movie that reflect that, and I think that's what helps contribute to the uniqueness of Thor. So at the time, I was like, 
that's the blackest movie that Marvel has made so far. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why was why is a movie like Black Panther necessary for us to see? Like, why is it necessary for us to see that? We'll start. I mean, it's very stuff. important for the simple fact we always play it as robbers, drug addicts. To have someone that has he's he's not he doesn't have superpowers per se. Like he's born with, or he's not a mutant. He's actually a real a, a king. You know, real surname like that shit right there was most important thing to me of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like. White folks got Superman and they know Kyle L. They know all this good stuff. Black people, we really didn't have that. We didn't have a black superhero get behind. Like, who gonna get behind Falcon or War Machine? Yeah, they're cool, but they don't really make you feel like, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm they're, they're, still, they're still sidekicks. They're right. sidekicks. They, right. This dude, he has his own army of bad, bald head baddies. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> that's something to be stand behind. Yeah. <laughs> man, why, why, is this, why was this movie necessary? Man, I. So many reasons, like, um, man, I'm getting emotional, y'all. I, 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 I am, I'm getting emotional because the for me as a black kid growing up as a science fiction geek and comic geek, and I and I try to make my own comic books, and I'm into and a boy know, dope. Yeah, you know, thank you, man. Yeah, so the thing about that. It's like I'm still waiting on one painting that I asked you about, man. <laughs> I think you sold it to somebody else. <laughs> so the thing, the thing about it is like you don't get. You, um, that they, they didn't, they never existed, yeah. and 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 if people been, and it's just like when you tell a black kid they can't be president, or they can't be, you know, successful in doing things like not playing basketball or not being a scientist or whatever. This the same thing. It's the same thing. So when you hear people saying, "Oh, this is not gonna work," uh, these these movies won't work. Black people are not gonna go see these movies. You can't have. Um, a giant rhinoceros running around that bitch with armor <laughs> and people shooting lasers <laughs> in, in Africa. It's not going to work. But it, and it did work. And I think right. one of the most important things is they also employ other actors that nobody ever heard of. That's right. true. There's no more. Right. No, And don't get me wrong about the Morris Chestnut. I don't knock him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know if Morris Chestnut is like an amazing actor because he's never really given an opportunity to be to get the script to do that. He could die he's, really good. He, right. They, but Ricky! Ricky! <laughs> what I'm saying now <laughs> What I'm saying now is like <laughs> Where my damn eardrums like? Oh, shit. What I'm saying now is you have you you know in the um and 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 with black people <laughs> we have this this the stigma that we only have to be one way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't be like and I'm so happy now because I think we kind of experienced a renaissance, like with shows like Atlanta, where yeah. you can have the nerdy yeah. guys. It's been a normal guy. You can have the the Black Panthers. You can have the the Luke Cages. You can have the uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All this stuff has its own. Even Tyler Perry, they all have their own <laughs> uh, audience. Right. Yeah, and we need that. You yeah. can't just have yeah. only one mm-hmm. way. Balance. And and right. the thing about Black Panther, like I said. These people that I never, Winston Duke, he killed. He that. killed it, bro. Yeah. He killed that, and and now this is another black actor. Somebody get to be like, you know what? This guy might be able to hold yeah. his own. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, Which one is Winston Duke? Mbaku. Mbaku. Oh, um, it was good. And and um, deny, <laughs> deny. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. She can have her own movie. No, I sure. mean, they, she was, she was. All right, they played her in the, the, in the Tupac movies. That was whack. They, she. Oh, that, you saw that? That shit. Dude. That was that was your fault. Dude, I almost cried at that movie. <laughs> that movie was so bad, bro. I think we talked about that movie. I didn't. I didn't see it. You probably, was, are you I gonna watch that? Uh, you gonna watch that Biggie and Tupac show? I already did. Damn. Man. And I didn't learn anything else brand new. You're see, not that's going what my problem it. with the Tupac <laughs> movie was because I watched it. I actually watched it with my daughter, my grandson, and her boyfriend. For my birthday, they had a pizza party for me. I mean, that sounds like a and, depressing. And we watched it. It was already playing. Do they and, still and, love you? And I, yeah, they still. <laughs> but my thing was, it didn't give you any information. Mm-hmm. Like they skimmed over his childhood, yeah. and you yeah. just you just saw the stuff you'd already seen on the news right. and MTV. Like it was, yeah. it was just, it was a like a docudrama or yeah, something. That's it. Cashmere Dunn, why is this movie necessary? Man, do you do you do you know that we're still talking about how? Can black people still hold their own in movies? It's 2018. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm setting it up. Yeah. It's 2018, and we're still talking about can this black movie do well? And then the movie comes out, and and uh, you know, excuse my French, but you know, black folks showed they ass this week, man. Nigga, what? In all shapes, forms, sizes, everything. It's man. doing Titanic numbers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's 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 it's, yeah. it's it's um it's up there, man. It's 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 uh, I think it already broke a record already, right? Mm-hmm. For yeah. the Thursday movies, it broke yeah. like number yeah. five. Yeah, and 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 so, man, like it's important, like like uh, we got layers, man. Like I, I don't know how how long it's gonna take for for America to understand that there is layers upon layers upon layers of what goes on in our culture, and so I say all that to say to see to see. These black people in this film, in their regal stance, mm-hmm. and I'm using your word, Maverick, regal. You know what I'm saying? Regal stance, man. And from from the from the uh, the adored ones, the adored <laughs> ones. My God, man! Like it was a, a great representation to me in, in this movie. A great representation of of showing what this black director did with the budget he had. And the largest actors. budget ever given to an African American yes. director ever. And and then from using that budget, man, to to see what I saw on that screen, I felt like I was a little kid again, man. Like you know, you know what I mean. I mean, when you first, like I, I just say, when you first heard, uh, and, I, and I hate to sound corny and shit, but like when you first heard Rakim and shit like that, and it like kind of took you to another level. Like, yeah, yeah. damn, yeah, I never did. thought it, music could sound like this. To see this movie, man, and to see what he did with the Black Panther story, the way he kind of like he changed he changed some storylines in there, but for the most part, he he brought it across and showed showed how we can look on film in the most regal, the most stellar, the most elegant way, man. Black and, excellence, yeah. man. And I think that any kid in Amer- any black kid, any black or brown kid in America. Needs to go see this film, man, because I think it's that impactful and it will impact their lives in that way. All right. Dre, why was this movie necessary? This movie was necessary because a little black kid born in 1972 <laughs> <laughs> grew up in South Park pretending to be the Flash, mm-hmm. Superman, Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, Indiana Jones, whatever. He got to see the future. Hmm. <laughs> It's important because it got like we deserve to have as much of a fantasy aspect life in movies right. as everybody else does. And I want to say, um, piggyback on that, the reason why I think we should have it because everything was stolen from us. We have no tradition. We have nothing that we could call our own. Even our own music gets taken from us. Mm-hmm. So for us to actually have something, we like, yo, we 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 are the shit. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> and to have this movie, that's, it's, it's got the kingdom regal aspect of it. It's got science fiction. It's got everything in it. And it's you can look at yourself on the movie screen. And so the kids that are out, the, the, youngers, the young kids now, the elders, everybody that can see this movie, we get to see ourselves finally represented in a way that we've never been represented before right. in science fiction or fantasy or in, you know whole you know whole series of movies I'm not going to say lord of the rings but there's not any there's not a single kingdom of, of black people or, or any you know it's just a bunch of white folks yeah. right and so to finally have a chance was like look this is a huge mm-hmm. They did some incredible world building. Wakanda was amazing. And to say that there's a place like this in the Marvel Universe, and they said, we're going to acknowledge this and say, look here, hey, it, it was a great thing. It's beautiful. Big steps. Finally, Big Mun, why was this movie necessary for us? All right. Uh, pretty much adding on to what everybody said, because this is uh, very important, but it's not a black dynamite. Right. It's not a step and fetch it. Right. right. It's, it's not... Black exploitation. Right. It's actually a, from the forefront an actual black superhero in a serious form, mm-hmm. and he has a serious background. He's not the sidekick. Right. You know, he's not War Machine. He's actually a a prominent character, and he has a a a depth as far as the background, the story that was told. That's deep. That's yeah, beyond right. deep. Yeah. It is. You know? Yeah. And and for them to, to take the elements of, of Africa and the culture of Africa, the culture of America, to combine it and then make it seem where it's not as ghetto and in hood and it's not a you know a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's actually a serious film mm-hmm. with an all-black cast. And they gave us some money. Yeah. And right. so we can, you know, you give us a little money, you know what we can do with a little change. Right. right. So we actually have a serious black superhero that that we can all be proud of and stand behind. And let's so. also talk about this that no one has talked about the way that they painted our women, the light yes. in which our women were painted. That's, yes. that's, that's, part, of, that's part of the discussion today. Trust oh, me. Man. I know you want to get to that part. Um, <laughs> the, the final thing that I'll add on to this piece is um, in addition to what everyone said, this, this movie was necessary because uh, something like what ninety eight percent of the cast and crew were either African or African American, mm, which means that we essentially controlled every aspect of this movie, every aspect of the movie, and you see what happens. Like for, I think it was Matt that said it. When when people doubt what we are capable of doing, when people say you can't make a successful film with a with a black lead or an African lead, and you show that not only can we do that, but we can get a bunch of us in a room together. And make some of the best shit you've ever seen, regardless of yeah. who you are or, or right. what your what your affiliation is. Yeah. Like this is epic on every level, and it's ninety eight percent us making this. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that we right. didn't do was cut the checks. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. But <laughs> we did everything else in that. So with that said, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, holler at our sponsors again, and then when we come back, we're gonna dive a little bit more into the movie itself. We're going to get to the part about women so D-Ray can be happy. Yes. And uh, we'll be right back with more from Houston. With love. Why y'all doubting? We are the gods and queens of this earth. Why y'all doubting? Shit, we number one. (laughs) Here at What the Hell Is This Condiments, 
We understand that spicy food isn't for everyone. Some of you, who shall remain unnamed, don't appreciate your food having any actual taste whatsoever. But we don't want you to feel left out, which is why we created what the hell is this MAGA edition. That's right, for those of you who believe that seasoned salt is an exotic spice, we have a service to meet your Caucasian needs. When you subscribe to the what the hell is this MAGA edition, we'll send you a weekly supply of hot dog water. That's it, just hot dog water. That's what all your food tastes like, so there you go. Enjoy Thanksgiving alone with your potato salad and apples. Treat your bland ass significant other to guacamole and raisins or whatever it is that you do. Just put this hot dog water on everything and never have to ask, where is this from again? Callers are standing by. What the hell is this MAGA edition? Because you're gonna die in a coal mine anyway. Make America great again. Welcome Black, I'm eating snacks, and you're back with the most dangerous show, All Real Radio. Abusive <laughs> <laughs> love. Anyway, shout out to the people that brought the food, man, and, and all the good stuff. You know, D Rose. Yeah, yeah. And my man Maverick with the desserts. <laughs> oh, I still need to still need to go in there and get some. Man. You better hurry up. I'm in here starving. Uh, so yeah, we're we're still in here. We're still in here uh, unpacking this Black Panther, this movement, <laughs> this uh, you know, this next this next generation thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the movie came out a couple days ago. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it's about, it's about fictional African king Wakanda. Uh, his crown is threatened by um, his cousin, basically. Who with the dope gold caps in his mouth? Who was not uh, who was not given the privilege of growing up in Wakanda was denied his heritage, so he came back to take the throne yeah. and and lay some heads, and they basically had to fight that. And that's all I'm going to tell you. If you haven't seen it by now, I'm not really going to waste your time going through the whole through the whole thing. I'm just going to assume that you saw it. Um, let's talk about a few things in the movie that made the movie what it is. Uh, so one of the things that we talked about just now was the reason why this movie was necessary was so we could see we could see Africans and African Americans in, in regal positions and um, we got a good display of African royalty and an advanced civilization. Um, what does it mean to us or what, 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 what did it feel like for you seeing or literally flying into this world that looked unlike anything else that we have today? And, and seeing these these unique rituals and customs being displayed on screen, there yeah, wasn't no voodoo. That's that's a good point. Mm. Big Mud, did you have any reaction to that at all? Well, I was waiting to see how they were going to display the the technology. Right. And so when they actually went in and went through the the the, the, the I guess what the force field or whatever. We'll call it that. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. And then you see the city. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. I was like, yeah. okay, but what I actually, I mean, just from my point of view, the colors. The yeah. colors beautiful. was beautiful. And it was just breathtaking. And the fact when she started going through the technology, the sister, and started breaking that down, that was real sweet. But the colors, that's what kind of just overtook me. Which is one thing that people always say about different African cultures is that uh, in general, it's African culture itself is very colorful. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when we see modern societies, we see a lot of monochrome. We see a lot of steel and metal and grays mm -hmm. and things like that. We might see little flashes of light here and there. But in this one, they, you know, the colors 
were built into the architecture itself. You saw even shades of like um, classic architecture, like little mm -hmm. huts being built into the sides of these mm -hmm. these massive buildings. But it all looked functional. It all looked like it fit. Ooh, one more thing, real oh, yeah. quick. Uh, the what is it? And I'm not saying it right. Admontanium. Vibranium. There you vibranium. go. Vibranium. <laughs> what was crazy about it was the fact that it the 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 way that it appeared in this, I guess, natural form, mm -hmm. because I was expecting a lot, like you saying, a lot of steel uh, uh, and a lot of uh, real rigid and rough. But it was like you know when you did see it, it was from plant base, right? Or or it was real soft and it was like in the capsule and it was yeah. glowing. Yeah. It wasn't you know real industrial. Yeah, so, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing. Go ahead, Dre. Okay. <clears throat> Well, to piggyback on what Mike was saying about the technology, the part where Shuri is introducing him to the new technology that she has from the upgrades or whatever, mm -hmm. which was very James Bondy. Yeah. Even the fact that she had the white outfit on and she was kind of walking him through everything. Yeah. yeah. Then it actually made a reference to it when she said, like, yeah, you know, those movies father used to like to watch. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is an espionage movie. <laughs> kind of, man, I was like, this yeah. is just like, this right. movie has got crazy, so bro. many layers to it. So it's like, it just, like, and of course, it seems like in the last few Marvel movies, like in Ant Man, it was a caper movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if anybody knows me, the way Easy E likes uh, after school specials, I love caper movies. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> scratch your head if you're slow. Yeah. So it was that part right there was really, really a good one for me that really kind of stuck with me. Andy Rose. Hey. Technology is. Um, I, I think that was it was dope. I liked. Um, I like how they played into the uh, the aspect with the the heart shaped um, herb. I like that uh, just from a health standpoint. And I know it really. I, I guess I can say health kind of because yeah. they kind of used it. You know, yeah. they used it in a sense to like take him to another another level, another plane. You know, right. like like when he was uh, when they had him laying down right. and getting ready to go see his uh, his father. Or whatever, I like how they kind of use that. Use it's, like, that. it's like super weed. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, pretty so much. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say echinacea, but uh, but yeah, it was like it was like Saint you know John's them board. getting yeah getting getting high a little bit. But um, other than that, um, I, I I like the way uh like like Dre put it um how they tied in the espionage kind of like thing as she was explaining the technology and stuff like that, and just uh just the landscape of of Wakanda, man. The landscape right. was beautiful, you know. Yeah. At first, like it kind of reminded me, uh, and I've only seen pictures of this bitch because I ain't never been there. But it reminded me of like Dubai almost, like kind of like yeah. the, uh, the yeah. structure. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, I like the the, the lands, the, how they how they showed the landscape, the technology, and uh, the purple weed that they was giving <laughs> when they, they had to ascend. Now, Mav, I want I want to ask you specifically. Um, we, we obviously got a glimpse at one of the most pronounced rituals in Wakandan culture, and that's the ascension of the king and how each, uh, how you don't, they don't just hand you the crown. There's an opportunity for one person from the five <laughs> tribes to challenge you for it. Right. What did you, what did you think that of that, uh, that portrayal? Well, I thought that was dope because I remember reading a book called Things Fall Apart by mm -hmm. Chinua Achibe, and they would talk about how when Africans would try to uh, solve a dispute the two people that's disputing basically um, would wrestle. Get these or hands. If, you're right. Or if those people <laughs> are unable to do it, if that person is not strong enough or whatever, they would choose a person from the tribe to do it. And so it also it not only showed you 
that these people were not savages. They showed you that they always, uh, when they had differences or even, um, they didn't put themselves on such a high pedestal where they was like, I'm the king, deal with it. Right. They yeah. was like, yeah. I'm the king, but if you want to be, you know, Pull up. challenge me. If you win, fair and square, you you get the crown as well. Right. And to me, that's not only, that's not just a, that wasn't just for the, the movie. That's yeah. something they did in real African cultures. Right. That you know integrity. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. The integrity. And yeah. I think that was excellent. And I do want to say something about the uh, what, what Mon was saying about the, the technology. One of the dope things I thought was like how the um, meteor landed in Africa. Right. And the reason why I think that's dope because like you get all these comic book um, you know, origins where... Superman lands in, in America <laughs> and he's white. It's an alien that literally lands in America. And he's always to be white. Green, right. green Lantern ring travels all across the universe and finds some white dude. You know what I'm saying? Like none of this shit just happened to land in Africa or in China or in India. Yeah. Like the biggest country. Yeah, they just land yeah. only yeah. land. <laughs> the biggest country. They just only land like yeah. you know, you know, you know, in the country, right country town, Martha and John's yard and shit. Now, man, <laughs> man, you also mentioned, uh, you also mentioned that you were you were very impressed by the portrayal of different tribes to how they all had their own their own looking customs. Yes, yes. Um, and I think somebody might have been one of y'all mentioned like the functionality of their outfits right. and, and how they were used. You want to say anything about that? Yeah, because uh, Daniel Kaluga's character, mm-hmm. the um, the tribe with the um, with the the kilo skin. Wow, um, was it not like, really? Was, did that, that, was, was those keloids on their face? They were like white dots. Yeah, it was like dots. So I thought they were raised. Like I thought they were like, like scarification. Killers. It could have been scarification. Yeah, yeah it yeah. could have been. <clears throat> but um, they uh, they uh, had those um, the rhinoceros. Right, uh-huh. right. So their tribe symbolized uh, uh, armor, basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with them having that. That shawl, I think, around it, mm-hmm. and, and it turned. It, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Man. I was like, yo, like it, it, they dope. just they just didn't have it just to have it. I was like, right. you know it was saying? funny right, because right. Killmonger, had, no, Claw had talked about them weaving it into their fabrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so they're just gonna hold a cloak up and the bullets will bounce off of it. But no, no, it held <laughs> it up and it generated a, a damn field. shield. <laughs> and also, if you notice, um, Lapita's character. Her dad had the plate in his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her weapon was that round disc that she threw. Right. So everything connected. And I was like, this, it was genius, man. Yes. It was genius. Yes. It was and then the other thing that you saw was that not everyone gets along. And you saw that there was one tribe, yep. uh, the apes, basically, oh. that, that felt like they had been left out a lot of uh, what happened. Mm-hmm. And because they live in such a remote place, the king of Wakanda rarely visited them. Right. In centuries, actually. And as, as I think Mav also said, we got to see black barbarians one thing we didn't talk about and I, I, I don't know if it was my selective hearing but when uh, what's the name um, Michonne's character I can't think of her name what Okoye, Okoye. Okoye. Mm-hmm. and Black Panther were talking in front of a white dude and it was she was talking with them clicks code switched yeah. on that and I'm like yo they literally switched up their dialect so dope dog. like yeah. yo like, like, yeah. and, like just had a full conversation I'm like yo they doing that gods must be crazy talk yeah. like I'm like yo and that, that I, didn't, I was hoping that was gonna do something like that yeah. and when I went into Sam's about 
two or three years ago, it was a family of well, they look like regular black Americans, but they all were speaking in that clinch. I'm like, and it bugged me out. I'm like, yo. And I'm literally just sitting there looking at the family, having a full conversation, talking like they're blowing bubbles. And I'm like, this shit is wild. I wonder what they're talking about. I wonder if they're talking about the game. Like, how can you say the Rockets? <laughs> well, it was Hey, fun fact, to piggyback on yet, the author who wrote uh, Things Fall Apart, I was hanging out with his niece last night. Okay. okay. No yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. She wow. Was in Houston. All right. Wow. All right. <laughs> just fun fact. I like that. That is a fun fact. Right. So another another thing. Um, <laughs> Not that I read the book or anything. I just want to sound smart. I know it's niece. Another another huge aspect of the movie. Um, again, this is a movie that's told by us, mostly for us. Is that it's a full book movie. One one of the one of the things that a lot of people probably skim over about African culture or African American culture is how contrary to the way that a lot of the world works our culture tends to have a very strong matriarchy meaning that the women are the centers of the family if you go yes. into, if you go into anybody's house big mama who's the head of the house it's big mama, mama right yep. mm-hmm. so women basically run our society in black society and that was we really I mean we don't have a choice bro right. <laughs> we don't have a choice right um, what your mama say? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that that was actually portrayed ac- accurately in this one as well. Um, one of the things that that you saw early on was the dynamic between Okoye and T'Challa when they were going on that little mission to uh, to rescue the uh, the girls from the I guess they were Nigerians. Mm-hmm. Um, when she you know she's able to check him. Yeah, like don't freeze up, freeze because you know you're gonna see those eyes and you're gonna freeze up. And she was right. It Did was you like, freeze mm-hmm. up like an antelope in the headlights. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, I'd I freeze up right. if I saw Lapita too. Yeah, right up. <laughs> I don't know if I freeze it up, but I'm a rocker. See? Oh boy, <laughs> see, and then, but and then you also see, you also see that the best fighters, the oh, greatest yeah. warriors in that entire kingdom, right, yes. are the Dora Milaje. Who How you say the name again? Say it again. Dora, Dora Malaje. Dora Malaje. Yeah. Okay. Such a dope name. Yeah. And they yeah. are. I mean, they are the sworn protectors of Wakanda, and they happen they to be women. Ones. I will start with D. Ray. D. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the impact of the women Lord. in this movie. I, I don't know what to say, man. Like I ain't never now. You that. don't know what to say. There's something. <laughs> all the sisters were fine. Like. They not only were they fine, they were fine, athletic, and they weren't masculine. They still were feminine. They still held it down. They still let you know what was in charge. But it was a man. They had them backyards, though. Oh my God, tiny waist, nice, <laughs> bro. But then Lapita came on the screen. Like I, I was like looking for my next bald-headed woman. But then Lapita kept on stealing their shine. Like, baby girl, all right, I'll take you where hell I know how. I, honest to God, literally being the only single man, I'm going to run out of lotion this week. I'm going to put my hair on. All right. Um, I'm going to skip over to uh, Drake. Drake, talk to me about the importance of... Talk to me about the importance of having someone like Shuri in the role that she was in and, and her importance in the movie. <clears throat> well, first off, I'm going to go back and just speak about the roles of the women in Wakanda. Oh, go for that. Because one of the main things that you see 
in Wakanda is that they were never colonized, they were never conquered. So they don't have those European influences and they weren't exploited. Really good point. So the kind of the country has still had its same historical tangent that it was already on. Right. So women are seen as equal. They're not second class citizens. They were the head of the military basically because Okoye was a general mm-hmm. who T'Challa regularly deferred to for all kinds of decisions. And then the importance of Shuri having the role that she was in was that, okay, so not only is she, she's a little bit of comic relief, mm-hmm. but she's also probably smarter than T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Young, yep. like and gifted. Yep. <laughs> like yep. She's brilliant. Yep. Yep. And those of us that read comic books know that eventually she will get a She'll, chance to be yes. right. the Black Panther. She'll be Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So it was... um. It was once again. It's another one of those things where okay, that's something for little black girls to see and say, "Hey, look, I can be a scientist. I can be a creator." Mm-hmm. And I know I just keep saying, "Yeah, I know it's just a movie, but movies are part of culture, and they can affect culture and they can affect change." Most definitely, right? And once again, I'm not gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's, let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many how many people actually cried during the movie? Damn yeah. I, I I didn't cry, but um I looked over and I saw my kids like looking like oh like like wide-eyed, like yeah. this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And when I left the theater, um I didn't cry, but I, I was really emotional. It gave you man. feelings. Get, I got emotional, especially in the part when see to me out of all the Marvel movies, this is the best acting. Like um, when um, Akoya's character and uh, uh, Lapita's character was was like talking together, like yo, she was like, "I, I got to defend the the uh, yeah the crime, the throne." The throne. I was like, yeah. Wakanda. for a hot second, I was like, "This." I didn't think that was a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like the right. acting was like right. top notch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In it some parts. Yeah. yeah, and when and also when Killmonger was you know with his dad, he went back into that and he's crying. I, that that hit me, man, for real. Yeah, you know? Killmonger did have the best denim jacket I ever seen. You know what I mean? I had to find one and make it like that. That shit was live. Like yo, and he was some gangster though. Michael B. Jordan. Let's give it up for Michael. Whatever it might be. All right. So, but speaking of Killmonger, and I'm, I'm gonna go to Mike on this one. Um, so one of the one of the themes that's also explored in this movie is that dichotomy between Africans and African Americans and our Uh-oh. our different experiences. All right. If you want to tackle that. So obviously, we saw that part of Killmonger's. Uh, part of his part of his the, the chip on his shoulder was that he's of African descent. He's mm-hmm. of he's descended of African royalty. He was denied his heritage, raised as an African American, and went through certain things, and then decided to come back to take the throne. Mm-hmm. What has what 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 experiences between Africans and African Americans do you think were really brought to light on screen here? Ah. That's a deep one. Yeah, that's a deep one. It's a deep that's one. a deep one. Come, come back to me okay. on that. <laughs> and, here's, and the reason I ask, because uh-huh. uh, yeah, I spoke to Rad, mm-hmm. my boy Rad. Rad, is, uh, he's, he's half Nigerian. Right. And he actually hit me up. I guess he assumed I saw the movie. I don't know why. And he actually <laughs> hit me up. And he was like, man, I just, I want to really like talk about this movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's really, let's really chat about it. And one of the things that he said as, um, 
you know, his father's Nigerian, his mother's American, was that there's always been, there's always been a, a gap between Africans and African Americans yes. because if he's always wanted to go to Nigeria, but his father didn't want to take him to Nigeria because his father, as D. Ray mentioned earlier on, um, felt like Nigerians would not accept him, being that he was half American, right. because their perception of us, right. according to him, was that we're lazy. Uh, we're unintelligent, and slavery happened so long ago. Why haven't you guys caught up yet? Right. But that's right. also because there's a distance between what they know about us, right? And what mm-hmm. you know, just like people over here assume that if you go to Africa, that they're the same, that they're that they're lazy, that they're poor, that they're that they're dumb or whatnot. Right. So for him, this movie was important because he got to see like. Yes, there is a conversation and there is a misunderstanding that takes place between uh, one side of the Atlantic and the other. And it's good that that was actually brought to screen. Well, what I was going to say, one of the things that I noticed when I talked to my wife about this after the movie was that it was that moment that we've never got to have. And we got to have it through Killmonger. Mm -hmm. It kind of like, why didn't y'all come for us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, why did y'all leave us here? Why didn't, you know, what... Why didn't nobody come back and get us? Right, you know, it's like so. It yeah. was the movie had layers. Yeah, like, keep saying, real, man. Like, you know, so it's like yeah. it's like the whole thing of being an African American, you know, black, and saying like, okay, we don't have that connection to a place in the world that other people have because right. we because they're not coming for us and we're not really running back and forth over there. Well, yeah. well, I this one thing that that as far as uh, African Americans and. Uh, America, uh, people of African descent, there is a humongous gap, mm-hmm. and it is recognizable. Um, and we tend to be more aggressive towards each other, regardless. Um, and maybe it's because of the different perceptions that we have of each other. Um, and it's it's very odd and hard for our culture, you know, for us to be so disrespectful towards Africans of descent and not understanding their culture. So I think that by them bringing that to light, and as we, you know, me and D, we've traveled across seas, and so we've actually had conversations with people, and they're telling us about how they feel about Americans. Mm-hmm. That are not true, but at the same aspect, that's how they feel. That's their perception of us. So I can imagine how uh, people of African descent can perceive us as being, you know, lazy and and not taking. Uh, you know, advantage of the opportunities that's given to us. So for us and as of people African Americans to look back and see how rich our culture is and that's our heritage, you know, allegedly. So according to history, if that's our heritage, how come we can't reach back and receive our heritage? So that's why we actually have a connection to Killamonger. Right. You know. Oh, oh, and one I, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. I just wanna be you know, yeah, y'all didn't even mention this. Not one person that had a pet monkey or orangutan or anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, normally you in Africa, you yeah. have some type of... Yeah, a pet of, rhino. Yeah, okay, a pet rhino, but a rhino, though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 like, like, you know, you, you're a real nigga if you got a rhino. Yeah. Yeah. A rhino, <laughs> man. Oh, oh, oh. He was just feeding that nigga like, here, man. There was no hot yeah. in my rhino. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But, yeah. but I was going to say that one of the things that about Killmonger also is like a lot of things that we struggle with as uh, black people in America is like not uh, 
hating white people directly. Mm-hmm. Like you, I know as a black person, for me, I got a black daughter and a black, two black daughters and a black son and a black wife. And we have these conversations all the time. Like some of the hate that, that we exhibit towards white people sometimes might seem like you just hating. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it seems justifiable mm-hmm. because if like like from where I grew up, it's like if the only people that come to your neighborhood is there to buy crack or there to tell you just to get on the ground and they put a gun to your to your head, mm-hmm. and the, when you go to school, the teachers are telling you uh, that um, you know maybe you should um, play sports or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. And this yep. is all you see. I'm just saying, like, I think that a lot of people don't realize if there was anybody else in our position, fucking country would have been burned down to the ground. Right. Right. But we have to take it. We always have to be the ones to just take it Mm -hmm. and just be like, oh, I'm um, love your love your oppressor. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying and again, I'm not saying you should hate white people. But I'm saying the anger from Killmonger mm-hmm. is understandable. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because there's actually a quote that I copied from someone's article that says, of course, Africans know a great deal about colonization imperialism, but to have someone's culture, entire culture, language, and traditions strategically taken away over the course of multiple centuries hmm. is a bitter pill that black Americans have been forced to swallow for the sake of survival. Mm. And that's and that's part of the pain and the PTSD of our experience in that we've had a lot stripped from us and over the centuries we've learned to swallow that pill mm-hmm. in order to just survive. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, one of Killmonger's biggest gripes was that here we have, again, the only uncolonized country in Africa, highly advanced, richest nation in the world, but the nation's right around it are also suffering in comparison. I'll ask uh, Kashmir Dunn this. Like, what, what do you feel about Killmonger's claim? Like, that's just as fucked up for you to have all this prosperity, but yet people around you are suffering. Uh, it goes back to, um, I forget which one said it, but uh, not reaching back, you know? <clears throat> I mean, shit, you know, uh, and I'm, a, I'm if I go off on the tangent, just ring me back in. I got you. Uh, you know, uh, slavery went down, <laughs> and yep. the brothers, you know, I mean, and I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, uh, with no disrespect or nothing, you know, there was no reach back, man. You know what I'm saying? Put through years and years and years and years of of torture and and just just pain, you know, that still rings today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in and, and their defense, though, if you talk about Africans. Yes. In their defense, though, I mean, they're also still dealing with the British colonizing right. and ravaging right. a Most lot definitely. of their land at the yeah. same time. Most definitely. But and I'm speaking for my Killmonger mind. I got, I got you. I got I'm you. speaking for my Killmonger mind. Killmonger, I got you. So, so you, know, so, you know, so there's no reach back. So take... take he, can literally, he can literally point at who did not come back for he, him. Right. He, he can point on the map like, he this can, motherfucker right you, here. He's like, you. You. He can remember looking up... Sammy. Yeah. yeah. He can re- literally remember looking up in the sky and seeing the Bugatti spaceship fly yeah. and be like, okay, I know I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm not tripping. I didn't read these scrolls. Yeah. I snuck and read these scrolls. Like, your man, man just won an Emmy and you saw him with claw you marks just, in his chest. <laughs> yes. You know and, what I'm saying? And you know where you come from and you don't have that. So, 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 I mean, look, man, like, I mean, 
from the stuff, and, I, and I'm gonna kind of kind of bring real life into this real quick. Like, so from what we went through, from what our people went through through slavery, and then all the we can go through worm wormholes, rabbit holes of how we are still affected by this today. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's dynamics upon dynamics upon dynamics upon how we are still how we interact with others, how we interact with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's still it, it's still there, and 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 I feel it because I know that I react some some kind of way sometimes right. just because mm-hmm. of what happened to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm not saying like like Killmonger, but I'm just saying. I react the way how things affected me when I was younger. You know what right. I'm saying? So I totally understand how that young man could come out <laughs> right. and be like, this my shit. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you my family, but this my shit, and I'm going to take this shit. Yeah, and right. then he broke the spear. <laughs> and he broke the spear like, like <laughs> shock <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We're going to get to that, though. We're okay. going to get to that. Oh um, my bad, my but, bad. Man. No, you that's, good. That's you good. Is, you good. I do want to go around the room real quick. I'm gonna ask you one question. Was Killmonger a villain? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's tough. No. Right or wrong answers. And why not? Because because I felt like he was justified. Yeah. Because like he said, that was his shit. He got his, his father was killed by his family. He was supposed to be the rightful heir, and he actually had to go back and go get it. Right. Like they left him. They left him. They left him. So no, he's not a villain. All right. He was the antagonist, but nah, he was not a he was not a true villain. Right. That's, he okay. was not just there to do evil. Right. He right. had a plan that was gonna help liberate the world, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Now oh, with, with that said though, <laughs> part of his plan included possible genocide. Hey, killing the <laughs> oppressors. <laughs> Right, but we know it doesn't go that way. <laughs> okay, you know we're talking, but, I, but ideally I'm, on paper, yeah, it looks really I'm, good. I, I'm, going, I'm going way over. I'm yeah, going way once over. you get there and start yeah. setting up camps and doing all these other stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, right. But just in the in the sense of what was happening in that movie in the moment, yeah. in my opinion, he was not like a true like villain. I really wanted him to say cracker ass crackers. I'm killing cracker ass crackers. <laughs> you know, I and, that, and that, that would have, that would have pretty much ruined everything. Yeah, for he, me, he, he had to be very peaceful. Right, he talked right. about oppressors. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so he was the bad guy, but he wasn't necessarily a villain. Yeah. yeah, Killmonger was a warrior. He was a soldier. He was a scholar. He went to MIT. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was and not. Knew several languages. Yep. Yes, and but he was not. And I repeat, not. A villain by any stretch. Rufus. He was not he was a savage. Yeah. But he wasn't no villain. Yeah. And that is that is Donald Rose channeling Malcolm X. Some hard rim glasses just mysteriously appeared on his face. My brother. My brother. I don't think he was a villain because I think he was created. Yeah. Right. They made him into this. And he was he didn't <laughs> want to be this. Nope. He would rather he would rather been there as a as a Wakandian growing up in royalty or whatever. But his true nature was to help. If yeah. you really think about it, his true nature, he was saying the same exact stuff Lapita was saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was just using it. And uh, he wasn't dip- he wasn't diplomatic, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was just like, I'm gonna just go in and the the villainy part come with him 
killing people. Killing I mean, people. let's right. be yeah. real. He did murder people. So, <laughs> so I'm saying, he was good at it. Including his own light skinned gal. Yeah, like, including his own gal. He killed, he killed the only yeah. light skinned chick yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And he burnt <laughs> all the uh, the weed up. Like, all the weed. He knew he couldn't take it. He knew he couldn't take her to the family picnic in Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. You too light skinned. He was gangster as hell, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because the fact of the matter is, he knew what his people, what he was. He knew who he was when he was in the, uh, the museum telling mm-hmm. old girl, "Hey, man, this is the stuff that you're looking for right here." And, you know, and she was like, "Why oh, she choking and dying slowly inside?" She was like, "Nigga, you don't know about this." And he was like, "Schooling, I'm like, yeah, you don't even know what you're drinking right you now. You should watch what you put mm-hmm. in your body. body. You dumb bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that. That mask, that mask you put on was in the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it was. It was. Uh, is, and that, I, is that Wakandan too? No, nah, I'm just feeling it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree with all y'all on that. Uh, in that, I, I enjoy movies, and, and we were talking about this again during one of the breaks. Um, Marvel does a good job for most of its villains. I know some people say they have weak villains, but the one thing that they do well is that they don't always have true villains. They give, you know, villainy as a concept itself is is kind of subjective. Like, they do a good job of giving everyone a purpose, and then you can judge yeah. if they're a villain based on the means to their ends. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you look at Daredevil, mm-hmm. is Wilson Fisk a villain? I don't know. He wanted, he wanted to... He slammed a dude's head. I mean, he did kill a dude with <laughs> yeah. a car door. He did. He, did. he, did. he, did. he, did. he decapitated him with his But is he a villain? Is the Punisher a villain? Right. Um, is yeah. is Loki a villain? And Loki's been around since. Well, you know, Marvel's always been big on the anti-heroes. That's kind right. of what always set them apart from DC. That they would the, have the non-classical. But I, the good yeah. guy. I, I personally think DC has better villains. They and do. one of the reasons why, because like a lot of people didn't like the Superman. Um, movie the Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. but I think that's one of the best villains that I've like seen. Them. That guy literally was telling him, I he was he was genetically made this way. Right. He like I can't help it. I right. gotta conquer. <laughs> I gotta conquer. <laughs> <gotta, laughs> right. Like, it ain't my fault. They made me like this. Right. I, I gotta kill people. This right. is what but, I do. And then Marvel they put us in the Phantom Zone. A zone. badass villain, and I think it was Iron Man two to do with the. The electric like uh, whips. I can't Whip, Whiplash. I couldn't stand him. Uh, Whiplash. I, he was Whiplash. And he was a dope villain. You got to think about Mickey it. Rourke. He had reason to be what he, what he was. Yeah, he had saying? reason. He had yeah. all the reason. In the they world. always do a good job you of doing that. And, 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 and I was very impressed with him as a villain, per se, next to the, all the DC villains because it seemed like his character was developed a lot more. You know what I'm saying? To be that. Antagonist against uh, Tony, the guy who has it all, who don't have to struggle for shit, and you got this guy who's a poor man, version of him. I thought that was dope. Yeah, that's a good point, and you know, but that again, that's 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 the way life is. I mean, Killmonger could have easily been the next Idi Amin. I mean, he's a guy who, on the surface, he says, "I'm doing this for my people." Yeah, but you never know. Given that type of power, (laughs) who you see with King? Right, King. With that type of power, if he's talking about taking down the oppressor, who knows if he wants to take it a step further than that? And one thing I just want to add real quick before we move on, it's basically all the characters are going down the same path, and then it's that fork. And then if you notice, because easily. 
the main character that's playing the Panther, when his dad died, he could have flipped the script and became a villain. Right. You know? Right. And so right. I think it's when you get to that fork in the road, that's how you define your your villains and heroes as far as with Marvel. Right. You know, they, they humanize them to a point where it's like they have a decision to make. Right. You Notice know? how little we've actually talked about the Black Panther himself this entire time. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's how that's, that's how, how good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. it's such an ensemble piece. Did you yeah. look at the Black Panthers that the dad, the first Black Panther? The dad had the forest with a car. Yeah. I was like, I was looking so hard at the screen, like, what's going on? He on Dayquil any night. Real quick, real quick around the room, starting with D Ray. Uh Who was the breakout character in this movie to you? The little sister. Sherry. She was adorable, she was funny. Amazing. And she was smart, and I love you know me. What's up, dudes? (laughs) Yeah, she was. What's up, dudes? No, that shit had me rolling like. She literally was the perfect balance of the guy in the chair and comic relief that every movie needs when you're dealing with a superhero. You gotta have somebody that's behind the guy doing what they do. And yeah. it's, what, what better person to have but, but your own sibling? Was that, yeah, I thought it was dope. The guy in the chair? <laughs> <laughs> Mav, what was your favorite? Uh, who did you feel was the breakout character? Man, I can only choose one. Just You're only getting one. <sighs> oh, boy. Okoye. All right. Why? Because she's um, one because I think she can hold her own. She can hold a movie by herself. Like to me, this set her up for other future movies, and not just a character. I'm talking right. about the actress. I can see her playing in action movies on her own. I can see her being a Bond villain or a Bond girl. And yeah. not only that, in the next Black Panther movie, who knows if she might actually be right. the one right. he's going to be fighting. Right, you never know. And Ooh. also, on top of that, Black to add Twitch. to it, her 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 role in this movie made me realize that we really don't need a Black Widow movie now. We don't. Like, no, I, I don't, she, I don't she, care. She was leaps and bounds better than Black Widow. In one movie. In one movie. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to slap both of y'all in the rest of these lyrics. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's got a nice backside. I want to see that movie. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you not seen The Fappening? Oh, my God. She has a black backyard. That's not hers, sir. It's not? No, it, was, it had nothing on it. It was... If you ever watch her other movies, she's no, not shaped Actually, like he, he's not lying, because uh, there's that movie... Um, Lucy. No, Into... Uh, something... Into the Skin or Out of the Is Skin. The oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When she plays an alien. Yeah, she yeah, she, that's yeah. when That's when the, that's when the trickery started, right there. No, she got, she got a little... She got a little... She got a little pop. I wouldn't pull out. Yeah. Cash me done. Breakout character in the movie. Killmonger. All right. I, I you know I I, w- I would say Sherry but he, she's already been said but Killmonger uh Michael Michael B man I when Wallace got killed in the wire I man. mean we didn't see this coming no. yeah nah we didn't see it I, I, didn't, see it. I, I didn't see it coming yeah. I didn't see well, it what was the other movie Baby G when he was, man they put Wallace in the goddamn they they locked they, him up they, in the they, they locked him up and boarded it <laughs> up boarded man. it up man fucking Snoop did I, it, I think I think uh yeah Mike, Michael B I mean he's he's I mean we already know he's a good actor already. From uh from Creed, not Fantastic Four. Uh, I mean, uh, he was really Fantastic Four. Fruitville Station, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? But like like every character gets better and better that he plays, and he really he he sold it. He sold it. I thought he was actually yeah. Killmonger after you know off screen. So yeah, yeah. Drake, I gotta go with Umbaku. All right, that's yeah. my dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually wanted <laughs> to see <laughs> more <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Wanted to see more scenes with him. I, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the lightheartedness, yeah, as well as the weight he brought to the scenes that he was in. 
All right, and uh, hopefully Big Money left some for you. Break, uh, breakout characters? Killamonger, man. Yep. Killamonger. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I wish they didn't kill him. This your king? No, they, they had to, though. This is your king. They this your king? I can yeah. see him They had back. to. Because he wasn't going to yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, they, they had to. He, he, he wasn't going to stop. Hard, bro. <laughs> but they could have. <laughs> he wasn't going to stop, dog. Hey, Mono, would you like to get a save? could have saved him. But, as you said before, it was his decision. Yes, it was his decision. So Which made him a He would rather he would rather die on his feet than live on his knees. True, right. or like and that's why in the ocean, like our ancestors. Yeah, yeah. one like of the hardest lines. And that's why of all movies. I'm gonna have that on my back. <laughs> that is why <laughs> Eric Killmonger is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe character, I'm, hands I'm, down. I'm period. Period. I don't Robert care if people Paul, hate man. me. Robert He's Paul, my favorite yes. character. Yes. Yes. Just because yes. the the there's no other character layered like that character. How do you kill niggas and put? Uh, memory of them on your own skin. On your that skin. is gangster. nigga. Like I'm just Bro. saying, he was smarter than uh, hey, again. You can you can say what you want to about Mike B's acting. I don't care. But the the character of Killmonger, as he was portrayed in this movie, was my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe character. He was swagged period. out. Another so, one of my favorite lines was, "You scared me." Uh, colonizer. colonizer. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Another broken white boy. Sure. Me. Yeah. All right. I love that. So we're going to go back around again. <laughs> what was your favorite moment in the movie? Oh, you know what? It's, it's a lot. But what I remember <laughs> the most, speaking of Killamonger, the fact when he brought, uh, uh, what's your boy? Claw. 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 When he brought Claw, <laughs> it was like, Damn, he that did. was the smartest. Yep. Like he had this planned out so yep. in depth yep. Yep. to a point where it's like, damn, that shit was beautiful. He did what your king could not do. Yes. <laughs> so when he brought him in and, and the actual fight yeah. itself, that whole little piece yeah. right there, I was done. <laughs> hey, hey, he he drugged that. He drugged him yeah. in like got a gift for you. Yeah. Oh, so that means that means he, oh, he flew his ass in. Yes. Yeah. Then drug him. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and here you go. I, I know it's a hard question, Dre. Favorite moment? <laughs> oh, this just got me on the spot because I just keep thinking about when the rhinoceros was running at Okoye and he oh, stopped yeah. <laughs> and oh, licked yeah. your face. <laughs> that's what I, that's that's the, that's the moment I'm going with. Because if not, I'll be at thirty. Gotcha. Just trying to figure out. <laughs> Man, Mr. Don, Killmonger throwing Black Panther. Mm. Off the off the clip. waterfall, woo! Straight from the book too, bro. Yeah, just, yeah. They, they just look at they, him like I just saw Jr. Three like, don't do it, you damn man. Because they kept they kept lead, they kept leading up to it from the from the previous fight. You know, yeah, they like kept mm, yeah. they kept forcing it. They kept over. Like, yeah, somebody could go over. Somebody yeah. could fall. They kept somebody they kept could go over. They kept doing it, and then he threw it. They they followed the script of the comic. He, and he whooped his threw ass. His ass bro. <laughs> He gave him them hands, bro. Yeah, Math. You got one, Math. I know it's hard. <laughs> you already talked about the broken spear. That too. That's one of my favorite. But the first one that got me like up out of my seat was when Akoya was doing work in that down. Uh, that casino. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I looked at my wife and said, she's doing work on me. She got so busy. Boy. She did. Yeah. And that was her. And, that, and that's the first time I've seen a black female... Do it like that. Yeah. I've Walking never seen that, man. Uh, I do. But, but she ain't do it like that. But she that. ain't do it like that. <laughs> like, not, not yeah. like One day, she's just like, slice, 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 slice. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't hit a nigga with a wig. <laughs> she did, right? Uh, my favorite part would be um, towards the end during the, the fight scene 
when um, he sees his sisters in distress. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 I mean, he, he does whatever it takes to get all his bastards off of him <laughs> and make it to his sister because, bro, you know what I'm saying? He knew that her demise was right there, and she couldn't handle that dude. I mean, it was the kinetic and, energy. And like, and I'm, I'm like, and I, I, have, I have little sisters, and I know they're feeling of, you know, you, you just gotta help out your family no matter, no, no matter what. Yeah. And so shit, that right there, that made me wanna get up and do clap. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, family yeah. first, baby. Uh, my my favorite my favorite portion of the movie. I mean, there's one of many, but uh, the one that y'all haven't mentioned yet, I guess, is. Uh, the whole time that Killmonger was on the throne, and he was just like, "This is the way shit's gonna go down." And y'all even, uh, yeah, I want y'all to burn all them plants. Yeah, now I'm gonna be the last. I'm gonna be the last king y'all have. Like, y'all burn all this shit. Yeah. Hey, Auntie. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy because like, when he did that, people in the movies was looking at each other. It's like, I can't. What's, what's going to happen? Yeah. They like, act, they're acting like, hey, boy, he just, was real. <laughs> yeah. You know. Hey, auntie. And also, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, man. Another, another layer to it, uh, uh, like some people were like, on the surface, a lot of people were like, man, it was, it was kind of weird to have like his backstory take place in Oakland, but first of all, you realize that's where Coogler's from. Mm-hmm. Right. And second of all, the Black Panther Party was founded in Oakland. In Oakland. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, See, I, got, I got that part, but Lakers. I didn't get the first part. I didn't know yeah. that's what the director was running. I knew Black Panther. I mean, because if I shot Black Panther, yeah, best believe you he would he would be born in Sunnyside. <laughs> <laughs> also, the um and, and and this is not a a scene per se, but like to me, like having that guy with the plate in his lip is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. The reason why I say that because like yes. in African cultures, like a lot of Black people are so caught up on like. I come from an Egyptian queen and king, mm-hmm. but you probably don't. Most yeah, likely, right. you really don't. Right. You probably come from wherever. You came from oh, a yeah, farmer. Yeah, you know about the the, <laughs> so, the, 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 the things running this yeah. So you got you got so many different because it's the largest continent in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we people forget that that there's so many different types of tribes and types of cultures, and for them not to be ashamed right. to show right. that is amazing. And he was dressed like a dandy boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you not notice that? Like they gave yeah. a lot of nods. Like if you don't know no, I, about I, I probably culture, on that. they gave a lot of nods to it. That nigga was strong. They was always yeah, stylish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was gangster, yeah. man. Yeah. Was gangster. Yeah. Um, this next question only applies to two of y'all in here. Um, the two of you with non-adult children. Oh. <laughs> did you did you take your kids to the movie? No. You went by yourself. Nah, oh, I, you did. It, me and Sylvie went. Okay. Yeah. But now, are you, are you going now, to? Peep game, peep game. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. But the whole thing was, I actually asked them to go. And they were like, eh, I don't go. What? Yeah, they was hating. They How old are the boys? 18, 12, and 5. And nobody was feeling it? The middle one, he'll roll. Okay. But the the little one he wanted to go, but I had a feeling I I need to see it you first. You need to see it first. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. And the oldest one was like, I ain't got no money. So uh, <laughs> I was like, I ain't paying yeah. for you. It's, uh, it's 2018. It's moved uh, in. So so <laughs> you said no. Yes, man. You obviously took yours. Yeah, I, that I was almost mine. like required. It's required. It's, it's, it's required in my house. Like. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do, see all the comic book movies. In what, my house. what was their uh, What was their reaction to it? Like, so, like I said, when my son um, was, he sat next to me while we watched it, and he was just like, "Man, I ain't never seen nothing like this mm-hmm. ever." And he said, he told me after we watched the movie, after we walked out, he was like, 
I, he said, this is going to change things. That's and see, there's a lot of people. Yeah. I, what I hate about our culture now is like everybody is too cool for school. Everybody right. want to yep. be so cool right. and they don't want to be like sometimes mm. they like when the hype is when there is hype, they like if they didn't create the hype. They don't want to be a part right, of it. Right, so it's right, like right. they get mad almost when they're like, oh, y'all like that. Yeah. But fool, it's the reason why. Mm-hmm. And, and and just because sometimes just because something is hype doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, motherfucker, if they found a cure for cancer tomorrow, it'll be hype behind that shit. Yeah, right. Or you're going to be like, but it'll be somebody, y'all it'll doing? Be somebody on the internet talking about, you going to get that cure. That's oh, wrong with you. The government wants you to take that they cure. They don't tested it on two <laughs> you, That's the white man's cure, nigga. Be a black man and eight, die. Eight, 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 eight pieces about it. Eight pieces about it. will make your life better. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> but that, yeah, but that's so I felt like, man, like yeah. the, the to the me hype. the hype behind this hype. is real. It's, it's something that um, that I'm cool getting behind. I'm cool with people feeling like this is something bigger than just a movie. Like, yeah. nobody, no no black person is running around thinking this shit from the cure diabetes. Right. Right. They're just like, oh, yo, we get to see more of us. Cool. There was right. no S-curls. Yeah. There was no weaves. There was only one wig. I mean, and and the wig was actually highlighted to include that she was uncomfortable with it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, so like, kind of like he said, like I want, I want to take my niece to see it. We're gonna go next weekend, but I also wanted to watch it first to see if it's something because mm-hmm. I didn't know how. Because again, coming from Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna be Fruitvale mm-hmm. or right. Creed gritty. Right, polish. But but I just had to be had to be mm-hmm. safe. I mean, it's yeah. not Netflix Marvel where you it's see not. everybody humping I all still, the time. But again, but see, if it was, you would have liked it, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. But but the thing is the um, one of the things that I'm interested in seeing though once once she eventually sees it is her reaction to it because and we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording my niece is 12 years old so for most of her life she had a black president she didn't grow up or she has not grown up with the same exposure to overt or even covert racism that we have so. Just like we didn't grow up with the same level of racism that our parents did. So we have a different perspective. and We don't have certain mental blocks in place that we might have if we did have those. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if, if, if y'all have any insight. What do you think this impact is going to be to kids who see it? Uh, I'm curious. I'm actually curious to find out. Um, I really don't know what to expect because one of the things that um, I was very cautious of was the dialogue. <laughs> Would he understand the dialogue or is he going to go in here and be like, it's not enough action. I'm not feeling it. They're talking too much. So and especially in their generation, they got to have something mm-hmm. like yeah. that anyway. So um, that was the biggest thing. But, you know, after Mav saying that his son appreciated, I have a better feeling about it. You yeah. Know? But but going to answer your question, I think this is definitely goes back to as far as being important. Right. They need to see their people uh, being that my son is biracial. It's very difficult for him to separate, you know, he has his Hispanic culture and he has his black culture. So I have it's my duty, you know, as a black man to make sure that he knows and understands his black side. So that way he can uh identify and he has the, you know, the advantage of switching both sides if mm-hmm. he wants to. But he needs to understand that his black culture and what, you know, advancements that they have because the men portrayed on television 
as far as black men goes, mm-hmm. have been real weak. Right. Real it's been, it's been weak. Tough. You it's know, been tough, it's, it's we either crackheads oh or we didn't struggle. Yeah, we gay. Or they're we, hustling, yeah. like niggas on power. We old, we're getting shot, we're getting killed, yeah. we don't know nothing, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we're victimized so much. Yeah. And now, I'm sorry. Um, now, ma'am, you got two daughters. Right. Right. What do you hope they take away from this movie? Or have they have they spoken about their reflections on this movie? Yeah, uh, my daughter, she did. My 12-year-old daughter. Excuse me, my 14-year-old daughter. <laughs> I <feel> 12. <laughs> you You're trying to hold her back. You can't. <laughs> she don't grow up. Let it go. She, she was, like, really excited. Like, she... She, out of all of us, she actually wore dashiki and all the different stuff. Nice. She was like extremely excited. Dope. And she was talking about, all she kept talking about after the movie was the women. Mm-hmm. That's all she kept talking. She didn't even talk about Black Panther. She just talked about Good. Shuri and uh, Okoye. That's, that's it. Yeah. You know, my, my youngest daughter, she don't care. She just, she probably does care maybe later, but she's, she's only five. So right. She, so she just like whatever, like as long as the shit. Hopefully this is hopefully this is normal for her. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully she'll grow up and this will be normal for her. Right, but now what I do notice, she used to be like, you know, since the movie came out, she she keeps talking about mm-hmm. Black Panther, Black Panther. Now it's like, is she's she's saying it constantly right. now. So I can't wait for Halloween. To see my first white kids in black people. <laughs> oh, they did it after the Civil War. Yeah, yeah they, they did it after the Civil War. And I'm down for it. Let's do it with Civil War. Because all this time I've been trying to be a white guy, Spider Man or Superman or Batman. Right. But for them, the irony of it, they, they, they want to be us. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. So here's the final question. We're going to go around the room again. All right. So we mentioned before this movie 98% African American cast and crew. Um, the reins were handed over to a 32-year-old filmmaker, mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler, who hasn't done anything on this level ever. Right. And it's, it's, it's succeeded. You know, Again, there were, there were some takeaways from the movie, but it's succeeded on levels beyond anyone's expectations so far. What does the success of this movie mean for black creatives going forward? More sci-fi movies with us being in the league. I mean, uh, instead of us taking a back seat like Brianna and Valerian and shit like that, uh, we are going to be considered as forerunners. I mean, all right, we had Will Smith, you know, the Minority Reports. We had something like that. But now you get people who aren't really known, per se, mm-hmm. to fit in these roles, you know what I'm saying? And to give other black guys a shot. Like, it ain't, there's more than five black actors in the world. And I, I love Samuel L. Jackson like, like anybody else. But I can't see him being the Black Panther. You motherfuckers are the, the Black Panther. I, I can't. You know, we need to there ain't move no on. more motherfucking vibranium right. on this motherfucking <laughs> plane. <laughs> That's that shit I don't want to yeah. see. You know what I'm saying? Because we, got, we, we, we uh-huh. have talent as, 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 a, as, a, as a culture uh, of people who have the, the, the worst shit in life has happened to us. And we still managed to get up and put a smile on our face. But this shows us how, 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 how badass we can be if given a chance. All right. Mav, what does this mean for black creatives? I think one of the main things it means that you have to step your game up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's uh, the one, I think one of the issues is in the black community, like, when somebody makes something just because a black person made it, you feel like, oh, I got to support it. I can support but, it. But what happens when it's not good, like, or when it's not made well or whatever, 
and it's like it's it's cool to be um it's okay to be um critical yeah. if you're trying to make it better and with this movie the movie proved to you proved to the world that hey you got to have the quality you got to have the acting you got to have the the, the story to build up it 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 shows all the black creators if you can't get on this level you ain't gonna make it here. Mm-hmm. And so for me, as a black creator, I'm like, man, anything that I make now, I feel like it's gotta be that good. It's gotta yeah. be that well done. All right. Mm-hmm. Cashman Don, what does this mean for black creatives? I'm gonna uh, go on the other end of the spectrum from what uh Mav said. Uh and, and, and all his points are dead on. Uh it also gives black uh creatives who are starting out and have a dream. It shows them how far that they can go if they stick to the script. and uh, or I shouldn't say stick to the script, but stick to their plan and their purpose of what they're trying to do. Uh, it's, also, it's very uh, inspirational just for me. Uh, and we all are a room full of creatives right now, you know what I'm saying? But just the takeaway I took from it was it made me want to leave the theater and go right. Like right after I saw it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like uh, it, it really uh, showed me that... that you know, we're on the right path of what everybody is trying to do. And uh, if you stick to what, what your passion is as far as whatever create, creative creative uh, spectrum that, that you're on, as far as what you do, uh, I think that if you stick to it and you work hard and you keep on putting your content out there and keep on uh, pressing on, that you can make it to that level as well. So that, that's the takeaway I took from it. Excellent. Indeed. Dre. I gotta go behind. Yeah, yeah. You got Malcolm Rose. <laughs> no, honestly, um, the morning after election night, 2016, mm. I saw a quote that said, "Some of the most incredible art is going to be created in the next four years." <laughs> and so far, <laughs> that quote has not been wrong. Yeah. So I think that for the country to have swung in such a crazy direction that is corrected by making one of the blackest movies, one yep. of the most probably successful movies of this year. Mm-hmm. So for black creatives, it's a great time to be alive. Yep. Get all right. Right. Sure, right. Big money. Ooh. Uh, after all of that? Attention to details, man. Attention to yes. details. I think uh, the biggest takeaway is that um, we were able to, they were able to actually uh, create a superhero uh, movie, yet really it was like probably the most realest movie out there as yeah. far as the mm-hmm. elements go. Yeah. And it really is, it's not too much besides the fantasy part, maybe a little bit, but you can take that out. That's still a great movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's yeah. real. It's, yes. it's so many, like we're talking about the layers, the layers in it because it's true to art and it's true to life. Mm-hmm. So I think. With new directors coming in, new scripts, new writers and creators, stick to the details, stick to more reality base as far as when it comes to our culture. Right. So. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll just tail in everything by saying, um, you know, one of my, my biggest takeaways from this whole experience is you don't, as, as black people, we're told or we're influenced a lot to believe that we have to appeal to a certain lowest common denominator in order to be successful, that we have to strip down the integrity of what we do so that more people will be willing to accept it. And I think this shows that, you know, even, and let's be real, we love, you know, some of us love superhero movies, but we know that for the most part, they're not the most layered 
detailed, well-written, like Oscar-winning type movies ever made. We know that. Mm-hmm. It's escapist fantasy for a lot of us. But this is also proven that you can write something that's kind of an escapist fantasy and still layer it with detail and culture and richness and authenticity to the people that it represents, mm-hmm. that it actually becomes something much greater than the, you know, the, the, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole, mm-hmm. really, is what I'm saying here. And you should not be afraid to be as bold as you want to with your vision um, and, and compromise it for the sake of, you know, feeling like it won't be accepted by many. And this is a perfect example of that. We're in the midst of, I still feel like we're in the midst of a black renaissance when you see, even when you see shows like uh, Atlanta and Insecure, who appeal to certain people by being unapologetically, unapologetically what they are, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. And just like there's room for the Tyler Perry's of the world <laughs> and, and other people. And we have a wrinkle in time coming up with Ava DuVernay. Um, you know, tell your story, be who you are, be unapologetic about it. And if you like Ryan Coogler, you know, don't even code switch for these hoes if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler's out there. Yeah, cuz, you know what I'm saying, man? I just, <laughs> like, man, you right. know, I just had to put the O on the map, man. You know, Black Panther, man, he's just a cat, man. You know, he'd just be a cat from anywhere, man. <laughs> I love the way guys from Kelly cuz are talk because it's all proper. It's like proper country. They got that herb. So, with that said, um, that concludes the Black Panther portion of this uh, of this of this discussion here. We're going to take one more break, and then we'll be right back to undo all the goodness that we've done. One of the things we didn't talk about. Oh, but, um, I just wanted to point out, like, um, uh, there's two things. Like, one as a when I. Because, you know, we talked about this. Me, you, Dre talked about this. I'm huh? trying to write this comic book. And uh, uh, I was like, man, I made, like, the two main characters black, right? Yeah. And I was, like, kind of worried. Like, man, motherfuckers ain't going to believe <laughs> that you can do this. Like, right. you got to throw a white person in uh, some shit. Yeah. And I was like, after seeing that movie, I was like, everybody okay. thinks. Everybody thinks. <laughs> <black. laughs> everybody. Everybody. You, 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 you. Everybody. All black, black everything. Black. So with that said, we'll be right back with more from Houston. With love. Love Jones oh, about is about to dismantle. It's about to dismantle all this shit. Love yeah. Jones about to dismantle. <laughs> so black ass Craig. Man, you got anything we gonna put on this chicken that we barbecue? Oh, fuck you, you blind ass nigga. You can't look up in the cabinet, nigga. Man, I'm looking at him. I don't see shit in here. Remember all these bottles of black labels, bro. Nigga, that's it. Nigga, you got your hands on it right there, man. Man, what the hell is this? Nigga... It's what the hell is this condiments, man? You ain't never heard of that shit? Man, what the hell is this? Nigga, don't, just, man, just put the shit on your food. I, I a, promise you. You put the shit on your food, it's right, better man. than your mom's I'm, 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 All right, I'm, this shit tastes good to the motherfucker. Hell yeah. No, What's the other one? one? The other one? Hey, man, I can't tell you. If I tell you that, my nigga, I'm going to have to kill you, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, man, that, that right there? That right there? That's the shit, man. Man, it's... Is this, this is jalapeno mayonnaise, nigga? What the fuck is this? Nigga, it might be shit. Last time I had, I had like some some tungsten and turmeric in that shit, man. Make <laughs> the shit taste good, man. <laughs> and this one is, is pepper. Oh, this is like cigarette ashes. Yeah, nigga, that that's that shit. That's what I put on my girl shit last night. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that shit. Man, I'm fucking with this. Whatever this the hell this is. Hell yeah. What the hell is this? Condiments. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, and we are here with the home stretch. Uh, 
Hopefully you guys felt good about what we talked about just now concerning Black Panther because all that shit is going away now as we head into the fan favorite section <laughs> of this show, uh, which is titled... Well, Love Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Love Jones. Um, all right. Hosted by myself, D-Ray, and I've got a full panel of guys that... uh. All are married, so this is going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm the last of the Mohicans, as always, and uh, but they're going to chime in and uh, give us a perspective also from their their, their views. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Or perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, possibly. So my, 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 my colleague, my, my, my brother in crime, Donald Rose, is going to chunk some questions at me that are answered. Uh, I think they got names associated with this, so you probably just call the first name out. Uh, yeah, I don't see any names, but I see... Thousands of questions. Okay, well, there we go. Uh, Mr. D-Ray, the ladies and gentlemen out here have given the questions, and they feel like you have the answers. Are you ready? I'm so ready, sir. All right. First question. Why is it acceptable for women to judge men by wealth and appearance, but men are considered shallow for the same behavior? Oh, it's not acceptable. It just depends on who's uh, saying that or who your audience is. Uh, Honestly... Any man that uh, gets that question, we, we're gonna also be we're gonna be pretty defensive about that. But you'd let a woman tell it. She got a couple of degrees in her name. She has no kids. She making six figures. She's gonna she's gonna ride that dude hard uh, to get him where his level is. Uh, let me say this: when men are successful, they don't want a woman that's equally successful as them. They want somebody a little less because it's they're, they're easier to handle. From what I'm told, I, I know a couple of dudes that are like millionaires. And they always dated 10 to 20 years younger. So they dated down. Yeah, they dated down. They never dated someone that was on that level of success. They never have. Uh, if you look at Oprah, she's not dating someone on a level of success. I mean, Stepin' been in the mix for, what, 30 years now? Stepin' ain't doing shit. He ain't, Tommy ain't got no job. Yeah, so it just depends uh, on, on that woman. <laughs> but these women nowadays, yeah, they, they will miss their opportunity uh, and, and go for a man trying to make six figures and six foot seven and... Put his dick on his shoulder and shit, and think he can handle the world. <laughs> but that's not the dude that they really need. They need Tyrone that can change a tire every now and then and come lay that good pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here in the world. I know I have, I have female friends, and some of them are successful. And that's they they look at a man through fairy tale lenses, like yo, he he has to be this that the third. But meanwhile, they're looking like a hamster from a kid commercial. So. <laughs> I mean, I actually enjoy the fact that my wife and I both pretty much make the same amount of money. That's what's up. Uh, it, it, it makes things really easy. I mean, even like for a couple of years, she was making more than me, considerably more than me, especially when I switched jobs and kind of had to start over. Dang. And it, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. I, as long as everything was taken care of, like I still I still upheld my part of what we what we agreed mm-hmm. that each of us would take care of. And as long as that that held up, it didn't bother me at all. Um, I I can't speak for the women of the world out there. Right. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that you're correct because I I have heard that from a lot of women who who have these lists. And and, and let's be honest, dudes have lists too. They, yeah, but, but we're realistic in our list. No, because y'all be like, I, she gotta she gotta be 36, 24, 58. 
She got to be, you know, thirty-six but with then, you no know, kids. Yeah. Thirty-six, <laughs> no kids. Like we, we yeah. have shit like that that we do yeah. as well. That that's not but always. We're, but we're, we're more lenient in the, right. what I'm trying to say. We're, we can take a chick with a few flaws of her own, and if she, but she could mean something to us. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the world don't have to notice it, but a woman can't do that. They they can't just take a bum off the street. All right, I take that back. Sixty-five percent of them can. <laughs> <laughs> well, most most women have to settle anyway. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, cats. like they have to settle more than we do, just because we have diminished expectations. Especially <laughs> women, they really have to settle. I'll tell you like this: I'm, I just, I'm smarter than my wife, and Damn. I always say that. But it's because I got her to marry me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Bad is the bad is that, that was her. That was her bad. That's the, that's the, that took the air out the room, man. You already took Mav's line from him. Yeah, you know that's, that's, that's what I was gonna is, say. That you know, because she's you know she's wow. incredible. Like I'm lucky. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's oh, how I'm lucky. I'm lucky. You, you know, yeah, but at the same, me too. But, but like on a serious <laughs> note, on a on a serious note, me and my wife have been together 24 years this year. That's it, man. It seems like it's been like 50. I know. Well, you know, first we were teen parents, even though my daughter was born, we were 22. You know, but for some reason, somebody had some idea that we, we had our baby in high school. But, um, Damn, that's real. It's just like there's something that comes with building something with somebody, mm-hmm. opposed to like being, because I, I mean, I know people who have married people for money, and they, the life they live is not the life you think they live. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, but when you built something side by side with somebody, and this is what y'all have together, it's a whole, it's a much better feeling. Yeah, I'm not bad. saying that yeah. if Oprah pulled up and was like, hey, look, Stedman's slacking. Hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, baby, this is not working out. I go stay in the guest house. <laughs> I be for your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. My wife always made more money than me. I mean, she's, she still does. Um, but um, I think the, the difference is like, um, uh, you know, I, I have, like, I usually have more than one job. I have a regular job and I do the uh the painting and stuff, the artist stuff on, on the side. So it kinda like it evens out, you know what I'm saying? But I never cared that she made more money than me. I I really didn't care. But I did like, you know, like Dre said, like my wife was like, you know, she was way out of my league, like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm referring back to my own situation. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Still like it is. is. You know, when when I know I remember when I showed up at Sife House one day with Tia. Yeah, but yeah, like they just <laughs> they looked at me and then they looked at her and it's like, How did this happen? Like, like who she here with? She was <laughs> she don't know, she man. Was mad. She was, <laughs> you got a cold mouthpiece, man. They don't know, man. Hey, man. So, so she was uh she just she, <laughs> she better than me in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, That's what's up. She just no, I'm serious. Like she's like uh, the thing about like Dre said. I can completely agree with that. Like we started out as young, not having shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I was just like, you gonna support me putting out my mixtape? <laughs> he was one of those. I was one of them dudes. But no, yeah. she just stuck with me, man. And like we just built something together. So like. That grew more than like physical appearance yeah. and all this different stuff. So, like my love for her and her love for me is like based on us um, building and sharing something together. And like we like she could joke with me like how I joke with y'all. Like her, her yeah, yeah. it's still the same yeah, kind yeah. of level. Like she has the same kind of like. Uh, it's weird because when I was see, I saw her and I was like, there's no way somebody that looks like this. Acts like this. She was very. She was just as much as 
you know, a fool as I was. So yeah. I love y'all post on Facebook going back and forth. That shit be hilarious. Yeah, y'all need to cut this shit out though. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all make it tough for everybody else, man. Yeah. I've been looking at it as a, from a single man point of view, like, man, why can I have love like that? Like my girl just throw. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I put it out there for everybody to see. And like, you always know you're going to get one like. Yeah. On your status, yeah, yeah. Right. Tia Foster has like married, and that's real, man. That's my, that's my, that's my ace, man. Like, I, hey, man, you know. like back to the whole thing about the six figures and all that stuff is like you just need to find somebody. Because the hardest part of being with somebody is wanting to be with them. Yeah. Or breaking your solitude. So, yeah. So, when you let somebody in and y'all want to be together, y'all will be all right. Yeah. The money will come or it won't come. But yeah. if you happy, like, it won't matter. This, it won't matter. Yeah. It won't matter. See, that's good. That's good answers, right? Yes. That's, no, wait. I, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to disagree with that. The reason why I say that is because you can go into a relationship where y'all are equal, but then what if she loses her job? If you love her, then it's all good. But then sometimes that love can only go so far. Yeah. And, you know, and she's not holding up her weight. You know, I'm like mother. That's nah, what I'm that, saying. That's, that's, that's when you find out. I've cut yeah, a lot that, of women well, out. It's not. It's not the good time. That's true. Oh, no, it's, it's not it's, the good right. time. Yeah. Right. It's when it's when the rubber hits the road when you find out that like this person got me. Yeah, and, and trust me, I've, I've had stretches where I bruh. I have not had employment, and mm-hmm. you find out, bruh. You find you, out very you find quickly. out the hard way, yo, yo son. Yeah. The hard way, yo son. But I know it's on. Oh, go ahead, but. yo son, yo. I'm gonna just say, I. Got with my wife when I was in transition, in transition, then got the new job, then the car got repoed at the new job, then, (laughs) hold up, so, and and then I was in transition for another moment, you know what I'm saying, and you said the rubber hit the road, shit, my whole, you saw like half my skin on the road, you you know what I'm saying, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, but it's all like, it's all about, it's all about uh, being with Somebody and you don't know until you're in there and in that in that um in walking down that road together, being with somebody that you know see has your back or whenever that situation comes up, seeing how that person handles that situation, uh you know because then you'll find out if they was in it just for the aesthetics, a high look, or you know what I'm saying you see if that person got your back or you know vice versa you know you have. Your, your your partner's back or whatever, so mm-hmm. it just depends on the mentality and and how how your partner uh, views relationships and whatnot. Cause that that money shit that comes and goes, you yeah, know what I'm saying. True. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's about the connection you have with the person that you're with. So if you just in it for the titties and ass, Damn. titties and ass gonna go. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and Beauty when is the, fleeting. And when the money gone too. They probably yeah. gonna fly with it, you know what I'm saying? All right, we got time for one more. Yeah, okay, one more, one more. Shit, we got deep there. Um, <laughs> that's a married answer, <laughs> son. <laughs> he, we sorry, we no, no, that's now that's what it is. No, 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 no. This, that's it. it <laughs> you actually brought balance to the dogs. Okay, it fits. <laughs> so, Kim trails. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so this is this is definitely a question from somebody full of testosterone. Uh-oh. Uh, oh shit! This, this one, uh, I'm I'm gonna go right into it. It says, "Why?" Uh, damn, I got I got to correct I got to correct it. Okay, why does some women believe that their vagina is monetary currency, and who is to blame for this behavior? Who? Men or women? Me. 
Really not men. <laughs> Tricks. Because then when they say you ain't tricking if you got it, that's a lie. It's still tricking, T.I. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you can buy whatever they like. They don't need that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you make it hard for a cat like me to work nine to five. I can't afford Cartier for her and myself. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to share this bracelet. Yeah, yeah. But, why, but why do they believe that their vagina is monetary currency, though? Because guys think that, you know, <laughs> for instance, it's not a gift. Coochie is not a gift. It's a gift if you give it to me, but it's not a gift. <laughs> if, if, if you think about it, if I had a dollar for everybody I gave dick to, I'd be kind of, I'd be, I'd be sitting pretty wealthy right now. And my body count is high. But I said that to say this. <laughs> Women really need to detach themselves away from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have to take you out six, seven times just to smash for once. Or take you out eight times and never smash at all. Because a lot of women hold me sick. Is there a coochie exchange rate? There should be. Of? It should be. <laughs> there should be an understanding of if I take you out on three set dates, by day three, we should be seeing where you pee from. <laughs> I'm being honest here. Oh, uh, oh. It, 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 it don't take all day to realize if you're going to smash it. This is what I'm here for. I'm going to drink all that. So, my answer to that question <laughs> is it's, it's only currency to people who, who believe and decide to participate in that. I mean, <laughs> it, it really reflects on the type of people that you uh, associate yourself with. Yeah, I mean, if. I like wow. horse. Well, and if you enjoy horse, then there well, is a... The coochie uh, definitely has a currency. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a But I don't, I don't a, but I don't want a whore for a woman. There's a set uh, amount. But there is a set amount. I I think it was either Chris Rock or Chris Tucker, uh, they have the fucking side of the menu. You stay on one side of the menu where the entrees are under $20. When you go to the fucking side of menu, all the entrees are thirty or more. And when I take, I take a, I've taken a woman to Papa's Steakhouse before, and literally got the best steak. And I knew I was gonna get in the ass because she asked for a one. And when she asked for a one steak sauce, the waiter looked at me and I looked at her. I'm like, she's uncultured swine. <laughs> wow. And I had to take it there. And she's like, what do you mean? like. If you had a steakhouse, the last thing you ever want to do is ask for a one or ketchup. Or ketchup, right? Yeah. And she did that, and I'm like, I'm never going on another date with you. And this is a hundred and fourteen dollar lesson oh, to man. learn from. That man remembers the exact dollar amount. Oh yeah, man. If I uh, got no ass at all. D, D, do you have an uh, unpopular? Nah, uh, nah, I'm, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. all right. So, I'd like to thank you, gentlemen, for gracing the show today. Word. Uh, this for me, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Dre. I haven't. I seen. I saw you at the concert. It's been a minute. It's been a minute it's though. Been a minute, Mav, yeah, yeah, Mav. It's been a minute too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, I see you. You know, yeah. every blue moon, yeah. whatever. But it's all love and and the energy is always good. Yeah, yeah. And and y'all brought y'all brought great perspectives. Y'all brought a, a, a mass of knowledge, vast amount of knowledge about Black Panther. Um, and I had to come, and I had to be sure that I was on top of my game today, just to hang in with you, brother. <laughs> you did a good job. No, nah, but you I did I, a good job. This I, was fun, man. Yeah, I, I, it, was a, it was a blessing being here, man. It was a blessing being here. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, we about to sign out. Uh, this is uh, All Real Radio from Houston with Love. Uh, I got one thing to tell y'all who are listening. Uh, as far as the sky is wide. The opportunity to achieve your goals and be successful is as big as that sky is up there. Oh. Y'all continue to fly high. 
wave your flag, not the freak flag like D. Ray say, but wave your flag <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and aim to achieve your purposes. This is from Houston with love. We make the world better. It's all real radio, and we are signing out. Peace. Wakanda Peace. Warriors. You are now tuned in. From Houston with love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hugh with Love. Brought to you by RIK, Lovers I Know, and IllMatterMedia.com.